I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts. And this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs, and industry insiders about their fantasy forever studio. The studio that our guests invent will be one that they have to live with forever. But there are some rules in Studio Foreverland. Totally reasonable and rational rules. Yes, our tricky rules. Our guests can select a computer, a DAW and an audio interface. Those are standard. Then they have the maddening mission of selecting six other bits of studio kit plus one non-gear related luxury item. But there is one rule. One rule to rule them all. No bundles! That's it. A collection of software or hardware sold as a single item is strictly prohibited. Today we have musician, producer, internet personality and Sonic State head honcho Nick Bat. Nick's first brush with fame came in 1990 when, as one half of electronic duo DNA, he remixed Tom's Diner by Suzanne Vega. Since then he's remixed Kylie Minogue, worked with Goldfrapp and has even won an Ivan Novello award. But... You also might know him as the bloke from the Pulse With Modulation meme. Chris, I wonder how many synths he's going to choose. What a legend. This is My Forever Studio with Nick Bat. Welcome, Nick. Welcome. Ah, oh, hello, chaps. So I, I, I feel like I've just had my life flash before me. You've just sort of summarised <laughs> my entire existence on this planet there. Um, uh, and I'm glad you actually added at the end of your, you know, producers, engineers and artists and just industry insiders, because that makes me feel I'm qualified. So I was a bit worried. Looking at the previous guest. You are more than qualified. No, come on. We we have every every type of studio nerd on this show. That's that's our remit. It was that, that the whole thing is just an excuse for me and Will to nerd out with people that we like. So thank You're you welcome. so much for joining us. Um so you know the format. Well, I hope you know the format. If you don't, it's still quite exciting. We're going to build your Fantasy Forever studio, but there are some limits and there are some rules. But before we go into that, let's talk about the vibe of your dream studio. Where would you put it in the world? I mean, you've travelled a little bit with Sonic State, I guess mainly to Nam, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, you've, you've travelled a lot in your life. I mean, any, any particular places you wish you could have built a studio and, and Well, and it's there? interesting. Um I've thought about this quite a lot because I was just thinking, well, what? You know, I, I'm, I've approached this more from a kind of almost like a desert island thing. It's like if that's what I'm stuck mm-hmm. with, then I really yep. have to think about what it does and where it is and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I had two choices for the studio. It's got to be near water because uh, I like to go fishing, but also it's just nice to see stuff, you know. So I've got my first choice was uh, actually the River Dart, uh, Dittisham. There's, uh, there's the, the River Dart is amazing. It's kind of like runs its entire course in a very short period of time. So you've got Dartmouth, which is lovely and full of big, there's a big naval base there and stuff. But you come mm-hmm. back and there's uh, uh, Agatha Christie's house and they're really steep, kind of gorge-like. And there are all these boat houses and beautiful residences that you only seem to be able to approach by boat. And I quite like the idea that it's a bit Bond villain, but I quite, <laughs> I quite like the idea that, of that somehow. Good. It just sort of... I, the, and then I thought, well, maybe the isolation would be terrible, but I suppose that's I could live with that. Either that or Porto, because Porto is such a beautiful okay. city. I was going to say, like, Ooh. going for the UK, but the Porto's on the list as well. I mean, would you kick Agatha Christie's legacy out and build the studio actually in that house? Would it, is that the perfect house? Oh, I, no, it's a bit... Um, it's, a, it's a bit musty and kind of you know victorian it's all a bit kind of uh flock wallpaper and yeah uh, no i wouldn't i wouldn't I'd, I'd like some sort of fancy boathouse type uh you know there has to be a launch pad for my motorboat you know? <laughs> okay so, okay all right okay 
That's quite nice. Like <laughs> it's like a Bond villain that goes fishing to chill out in between yeah. in between well, yeah, programming that's, that's my, yeah. that's my kind of that's even the villains thing. have to have a hobby, right? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm painting myself into a corner as some kind of villain here. That wasn't really my intention <laughs> in any way. But if if that if that's if that's what people want to think, that's totally fine. You know? I jumped on that straight away, Nick. That's that's the whole basis. <laughs> yeah, I go for Dartmouth. Let's go for Dartmouth. Are you specifically are you specifically saying Dittersham then? Or are we saying Dartmouth to get specific? Yeah, it's well Dittersham uh, somewhere between Dittersham and Dartmouth. There's because uh, Dittersham is where the river starts okay. to narrow, but it's a beautiful little pub there. And then as you go down the river, it kind of comes out into the mouth of uh, towards Dartmouth, which is where it gets a high high traffic and there's lots of yachting twats. <laughs> um, uh, if that's not something I can say, that's fine. Who's um? What what are we fishing for on the River Dart? What's it known for? Yeah, well, that's I'm a bit worried about that because it's quite sea. If I go further up, if I've got a boat, I can go up a bit and uh, catch some salt, some freshwater fish. So uh, anything, trout, s- salmon, okay. pike, I don't know, fish. And uh, are you allowed to catch it and eat it? Is or is it is it a put it back situation? I don't know about these laws, but I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, Mind you, you're the salmon. Bond villain. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I do what I like. <laughs> I'll just use dynamite. <laughs> what the hell? Just, just, just chucking dynamite into the river dart. <laughs> just yeah, like I'll be lighting them on my massive cigar and just tossing them out of the window. Yeah, while screaming, <laughs> "Dinner's ready!" <laughs> yeah, something like that. Lovely. And uh, what about the internal vibe of the studio? I mean, you must have worked in lots of, uh, well, worked in and visited lots of commercial facilities. I mean, in the world, what have been kind of studios that you've walked into or worked in where you've thought this is nice this is the kind of vibe i like i don't I, i'm not i don't i i suppose the thing is what most studios are highly kind of uh designed and sort of neat and tidy and 20th century i'm not a massive fan of that cold atmosphere i mean i'm very glad that my camera is slightly out of focus because you can't see what a terrible mess it is here but then i've been here on my own for such a long time i like a bit of mess you know i don't want it to be kind of pristine and all sharp lines and you know underlying so you know homely i suppose but functional okay so like yeah sofas wood a mess mess. (laughs) (laughs) do you think that's conducive to creativity then having a mess and you think the is that well, pe- people tell me that uh, it's not, uh, but I'm not. It's hard to tell at the moment because you know um, a pandemic tends to curb your creativity. So mm. I can't. I don't know whether it, is it the mess or is it just the impending sense of global doom. I'm not sure which which one would be the kind of best, the best arbiter of creativity. I, I think creativity comes from your your state of mind. I like it. You know, I don't want like you know refuse i just don't like absolute pristine mess you know we're not talking kind of takeaway food cartons all over the floor we're just talking right there's that cable it's on the table you know not not Mm. not having to crawl through a hole over piles of newspapers to get to the fridge yeah Yeah. that's right i'm not we're not talking i'm not like a hoarder i'm not like one of the i'm not going to be one of those people that ends up on a specialized program on uh, daytime tv Where somebody comes in and I can't throw anything away. I don't want to be that yeah. guy. Good. Well, that's good news because um, we'll be getting to your six items soon, and that uh, yeah, there's no hoarding with our with our list. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we got the studio vibe, and we know where we are now. Okay. So we'll whiz through the first three, which are the kind of given items. These don't count towards your six. So, I mean, what computer are you going to be on? Tell us about your computer journey. You must have. I mean, what did we do? Um, Tom's diner on was that well, Atari or? Uh, yeah, Atari. Uh, Atari four track and um, 
D110 and an S900, I would think. Maybe I had an M1 as well. I think it was an M1. Um, so, yeah, I've done the classic journey from the 90s production Atari, uh, Mac. Well, Atari, Mac, I okay. suppose. That's sort of where it went. So Cubase. Pro, actually, I started on Pro 24 because before I did all of that, I was... I started out on uh, as a as a session programmer, which is hilarious. I apologise up front to anybody who remembers being on any of the sessions they booked me for back then because I was terrible. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, <laughs> but I knew more than most of the clients, so that was the main thing. And where was that, Nick? Uh, I did some work at Moles, uh, which was I think uh, Anne Pigal I worked for, and a couple of other that was ZTT Act. Yeah. Uh, and I did some sessions on some stuff that they did. I worked with the Corgis. It was all very local at that time because there was quite a lot of music stuff happening, yeah. you know, back then, last century. Well, the Corgis <laughs> know that everybody's got to learn sometime. So, and you did. You're quite right there. Yeah, nice. Um, I didn't work on that, by the way. That was before my time. I just like to point out that was like, <laughs> that was a bit earlier. Just a little qualifier there. Nick is not that old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. all say that as well chaps we've been around we've all been around um so for your forever studio i guess you're choosing some kind of monster mac i mean a, a laptop's important to you for the studio do you mind do, do you want the desktop mac the big flashy one well actually i'm not going for a mac even Ooh, though i use what? a mac all the time the re- and the reason i'm not going for a mac is because uh will become apparent later but i'm going for a pc because mm. it does other things that i will need Wow. Whereas a Mac does not uh, in this situation. And it would be tough, I must admit. But, I mean, frankly, most programs are kind of multi-platform. Yeah. It's not, I, I'm, I'm not, well, con- know, I don't care what it is. Congratulations. But it's going to be a, a serious PC. It's going to have the biggest graphics card I can get. It's going to be, you know, absolutely stuffed full of whatever I can get into it, to be honest. Okay. Well, Congratulations on on making this usually quite boring part of the podcast uh, interesting because most people just say <laughs> whatever the most expensive Mac is. So that's good. Um, yeah, and I joined a very exclusive club here, the Nick. You're you're one of a very small number. It's a very exclusive. It's the PC only club. I feel like it needs a velvet rope. Well, yeah, I suppose the thing is, is if I if I was honest, I would probably stick with a Mac, but. <laughs> <laughs> the Mac doesn't do. But it's doesn't only do forever, I right? Need. So unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I have to go for a PC. But I mean, it- I've I've got everything crossed that the Synth King Nick Bat is going to choose a PC, FL Studio, copy of Silence, <laughs> copy of Nexus. <laughs> And he's going to make EDM bangers, Dutch EDM bangers. Well, that's it then. I mean, dark, how long is this show supposed to be? Because you've just basically, <laughs> that's it. It's over. Thanks very much. Shit. So it's Shit. On to, is it my luxury item now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right. Okay. We're on uh, audio interface, in fact. Let's talk about uh, audio interface and your DAW of choice for this said PC. Right. Okay. Mm. I want, and now this may also be contentious, but uh, it's something that I use a lot. Uh, I, 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 I've got two choices. Can I have a, uh, an X th- a Behringer X32 with the sound card in it? Sounds like Ooh. a bundle. Sounds like it does sound a little bit. It's not because they come they come with a USB card as standard. Ooh. Will, I'll let you make the call on this. I've, I, I'm always too too quick to please the guests, but Will is the the bastion of the harsh rules. So it wouldn't be an X that it would be an M32, which is the Midas version. But you know, it's still got the the sound card. M- oh, an M32. So you're talking about a 32 channel desk with an audio yeah. interface okay. in it, right? It does feel a bit okay. like a cheat. What about? I thought <laughs> yeah, you might say yeah. that. Yeah. 
Okay, what's the other one? The other one is an a, a, an actual MR18, which is just the little, which is just the box, which is a sound card with 18 channels IO. I honestly, I think the mixer thing is okay, Will, surely, because, you know, I, if, if this was either my... One f- is fi- oh, really? Either one is fine by me, but I re- prefer the M32 because it's got a lot more faders that spit out MIDI, <laughs> which I could use. Let's do that. I think that's fine. It's a single product, right? Oh, it's... And I feel, I do feel a little bit like I might be judged uh, for, for choosing a Behringer product. But actually, the X32 and the M32, they are, well, the, the Midas ones, they do sound really good. And there's method in my madness because mm. you've got eight effect slots in there. And you can, you can run all day with that stuff. And the, the, the algorithms uh, I can build my I can make my own like shimmer reverb, as you know, I'm very fond of that kind of sound. I can make one out of uh, internal routing and harmonizers. So I, I can do almost anything that I might want to do that I can't do in plugins. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a different thing. And the mic amps sound pretty good. You know, they're not obviously it's not a Neve, but it's I mean it is a very creative creative manoeuvring of the rules. Well, it's a, it's like that's why they're there. It, it's it to is. find those clever choices. It is a clever choice. It's it's clever like like um, like picking the, the the Kronos. Yeah, I guess, but it's it's also got like a villain vibe to it, which I think is in keeping. <laughs> I know, I'm not I'm not sure I'm into this this kind of uh, persona I seem to have randomly created for myself. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll run with it. I'll let yeah, you fly. Okay. I want to see the poster frame before this goes out, though. I've just got a horrible feeling you're going to give me a white cat and a cigar, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I've I've already emailed uh, the art department to get that sorted. I love the fact that you're, you, uh, you're suggesting that we have to actually Photoshop that in. <laughs> I haven't got. I've, Just for anybody listening, he's he's actually got the white cat right now. Yeah. We have to we had to RX RX this podcast because of all the, the purring. Purr, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Right. So what about the uh, what what DAW are you using? Uh, I think I'm probably going to go with Ableton just because it's got all the stuff in it. it's not there's one i use really to be honest much i use reaper generally but reaper doesn't come with much so i'd go with ableton because it's got more or less everything that i would need it's got instruments you know it's got a ton of stuff that i could make music with and record mm-hmm. clips in you know whatever i mean that's yeah but it, I, i'm not that wedded to it i used to be a, a total logic head that's that was mm. you know my most of my professional life programming working in studios was as a sort of logic pilot for golf rap or whoever you know and, mm. and and that's where i know but i haven't used it for years you know just don't don't feel the need and obviously with your pc choice that's not an option with exactly uh, yeah when did yeah. you move to reaper then what what spurred that decision well it's not it wasn't really a question of moving to it it was more um it, i ended up using it in a few places just because uh it it, it came up i think what it ha- what happened was is i used to run logic i changed max and then mm. I couldn't, I wasn't running logic anymore and I couldn't find the installer. And then it just, and then it was just like, Oh, I just need to get something done. And in the end, you know, it just, it just faded away. And also to be honest, if I was working back in logic, I would get into that kind of, I'm that guy that sat in front of a computer moving hi hats by numbers of ticks. And I just don't, I don't want to be doing that if I'm honest. So I'd rather use something that I don't really know how to use that well. So it's just like, I'll throw something into it. Does it sound good? Does it feel right? Okay, that's fine. If not, I'll record it again. That I've, I've moved yeah. more into that kind of, uh, that, you know, 
that way of working. Almost going back to using it like a tape machine properly rather than... Well, kind of. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not going to play... I, I mean, and I couldn't, frankly, play an entire song in time, so it's unlikely to be that. Well, Ableton will sort you out with that anyway with... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah fine, exactly. Fine. That's what I figured. It would give me everything I need there. Yeah, lovely. So, we've got those three down. Now we get to the, the six items. Now it gets interesting. So, Nick, mm. for your Forever Studio, item number one. Okay. Uh, well, I thought I'd start with speakers just because uh, it seems to be the form. And I'm going to go for a pair of ATC SEM50A Pros, uh, which are 12 grand. Uh, I'd never, ever, ever <laughs> be able to afford that generally. But it, there's a story here because ATCs have always sort of featured in my professional life. When I was a kid, I was in college and I did a, uh, a course of media studies and we had to make a video as part of the sort of final thing. Uh, and... I chose to do a little piece on uh, Crescent Studios, which was in Bath, uh, which was quite a famous studio. Um, and I went mm. in there and they had a, a pair of ATCs, big, massive ATCs. Uh, and I've seen them uh, throughout my career, you know, in various places. And I just think they sound fantastic. They just got the reveal, the clarity. I mean, they're not very vibey, but they... Mm. You can't hide with those. There's just like, okay, I understand what's going with the bottom end. I can fix it. And I just thought, why not? I'll go for some massive ones of those uh, because they're, they're big enough to yeah. turn them up loud enough to be vibey. So, and I just, I do like the sound of them. They're just the, the mid and the imaging, everything is just peachy on them from my point of view. Another excellent choice. I think that I kind of, in a way, I don't have anything to comment on that. That's a great choice. Great, great choice of speakers. Very popular um, with people in the UK as well we've, we've yeah. found yeah. yeah yeah well they're also i mean also they're self-powered so mm. it means i don't have to have an amp obviously which is a yeah <laughs> i mean i'm sitting here looking at a pair of really old genelec 1029s which uh, i bought i don't know god knows 20 years ago uh because somebody had listed them uh, on the website as a pair price but on a single price so Nice. Me and a bunch of mates all bought a pair of Genelecs because we got them for half price, effectively, and I've had them ever since. I mean, and they're not, they're not, you know, they're not great for telling the bass, but I'm just used to them and they fit in my setup at the moment. So yeah. it'd be nice to have something that I can actually hear the bottom end on, yeah. finally. Yeah, you can disturb those fish. If it's not dynamite, it's bass. <laughs> it's fine. Exactly. So what about item number two? What's up next? Okay, um, I'm going to go... Let me see where I'm going here. So I, let's go to... I, I'm going to get a mic uh, because okay. I need a mic for some of the stuff. Because my other thinking about this is, you know, what I do is, yeah, I review gear, I make some music, but most of what I do is video-based. I need mm. some video stuff. And okay. I'm going to need a mic. So I started... And I, I was listening to your uh, um, podcast with Drew Bang, and he said the Sphere L22. And I just thought, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea because I can do my dynamic mic for, you know, my voice where I'm podcasting or broadcasting because that suits that thing. And it, it cuts out all the noise of the fans and whatnot. And then I can make it fancy if I want to record, I don't know, something that it, that I need to record in condenser mode. It's another little hack, isn't it, that mic? That that is yeah, it? It's, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it was Drew's little hack That's on the rules. I think. Move. Well, I could. I I mean, if if it's if it's, I, I suppose I could. You couldn't argue that it wasn't allowed because it's been allowed. No, exactly. You found the precedent. <laughs> yeah. This is your yeah. your honour. 
It's a bit dull. I mean, admittedly, I just thought that. I thought, what a great idea. And it's also yeah. stereo. Yeah. So mm. that means I get to at least use two channels. of. My... Have, you, have you actually used it, Nick? No, nope. <laughs> never. <laughs> never used it. I, I, I think there's a misconception that I'm somehow an audiophile, and that's clearly not the case. So I just thought that's actually kind of pretty good. And I have to say that if I've got the... Uh, the M32, which has got Midas preamps, they do sound pretty damn good. They've always passed the tambourine test. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not going to be Class A APIs, but they are more than adequate for something like that. Tell us about the tambourine test. Tambourine test is uh, where you te- you're testing the mic amp and you're testing the A to Ds. So basically, you shake a tambourine in front of the mic, and if it sounds like a horrible, horrible thing when you've recorded it, then either the A to D can't handle the transients or the mic amp can't handle the transients and it sounds horrible. So, Or you've got a terrible tambourine player in. Uh, no, it don't. well, I, I, it's not really a timing thing. It's more like a does it not sound like a kind of scrunched up, distorted mess. And mm. it's, a, it's surprisingly, mm. this is when Gaz Williams told me, he said, do the tambourine test. And also, you know, if you're reviewing something, it's pretty boring to do a video on a mic amp, but at least if you stick a tambourine on it, you're actually doing something that's sort of, you know, you could demonstrably yeah. go, okay, and listen, there it is, and it's okay, you know. So the tambourine test, I'm sure, uh, would pass. and Well, it has passed. Nice. On it. I, I never knew about that. That was a, ge- a genuine education. Excellent. Thanks, Nick. No, I never knew but that either. It's a tambourine yeah. test. Yeah. Maybe, I wonder who was the first person to do the tambourine test. Was it Gaz? It can't be Gaz, was it? No, I'm pretty sure it's probably it's probably some old school uh, BBC engineer or something. You know, you can imagine because I imagine recording a tambourine is quite difficult. The transients are off the scale. It's yeah. ridiculous. And they're also ridiculously loud. Like I have, yeah. I have one in a drawer down here, and even, I oh, open yeah. the drawer, and it's it, still it just, too loud there. Yeah, you open <laughs> you open you, you open the drawer, and it wakes everybody in the house up. You know, it's crazy. It's uh, even when you're yeah. not using it, it's yeah. too loud. Yeah, it's too loud. Yeah. It's just too late. Maybe maybe they should create some sort of tambourine uh, storage area case, you know, that yeah. you could just keep it like yeah, vacuum seal suspended. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that would work in your supervillain house. You get open open the case. I'm not going to waste an item on that though. To be fair, <laughs> okay, okay. I don't even want a tambourine. <laughs> okay. It's not one of my six. So where does that take us? Item number three, Nick. Right. Okay. Uh, this is continuing my video stuff. Uh, I'm just going to get a top of the range 4K PTZ, you know, robotic camera because that'll do loads okay. of stuff. And it means I've got a video component to what I'm doing. It means I can record videos. It means I can produce videos. It means, you know, I can stream videos, all of that stuff. Uh, so that's why I'm getting that because it's important to what I do. I mean, I think there's a difference here because obviously a lot of the people that I, I haven't listened to all of the podcasts, but they're, they're, they're mostly audio professionals. So they're focusing purely on like, are they mixing or they're recording? Mm. And this, you know, video is a big part of what I do. And so just talking about your setup then, this this particular camera, the PTZ camera, can you tell us a bit about this? Have you tried one of these out and what's so good about it? It's I tell you what, the, it's the sort of thing that they use in kind of reality TV shows where it's just a super high resolution uh, robotic. So it's essentially, it moves left, right, up and down, around, around. So you can, zo- and it's got a zoom in it. So pan, tilt, oh, zoom okay. is what it stands for. It mm. runs over uh, uh, an ethernet cable. So all the video comes, or, or whatever you've got. So you don't need a video interface to, to record it. So I'm thinking ahead, you see. So I just plug it into my network port <laughs> yeah. on my computer and it turns up in the software I'm going to use. It's a, I, I, I don't, I've never used it. We used to have one here. 
Uh, but we couldn't afford a good one. I mean, a good one is going to cut. This one costs like nine grand. You know, they're really Oof. expensive and they've got great yeah. glass in them. And so, as we know, glass is where uh, where most of the video is, you know, is done these days. That's that's where you get the quality of image. So uh, I think it's called a Panasonic AUE, AWUE150. I mean, I've never used it. I've never seen one, but I'm assuming it's brilliant. And that's all I'm going to have. So that's what I'll have. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, does it do audio as well? Does it actually, or is it just pure video? Uh, no, it would just do uh, video. But I don't. I've got. I've got an audio okay. interface. So. Well, I don't. I, I have no comment. I don't know anything about cameras. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I've got, I, and I don't know about this one. If I'm honest, I just thought I need uh, one camera that means I can have. So, because the thing is about a massive image, you can you can highlight small areas of the screen. You can zoom in and it still and it still looks all right without losing any quality yeah yeah right okay so i guess it's all remote control over that ethernet as well you have a bit of software and you can move it around oh, yeah. via that yeah 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 and how nice. does this compare to what nice. you're running now for your for when you're doing your uh walkthroughs of uh synths and all this gear? it's well it's similar uh, i mean in the the next piece of item would be you know would be the same but i mean we haven't got one of those i mean what we've got here are a bunch of cameras that all go into video capture cards Right, so, okay. but that would be, you know, if I have, yeah. we've got six cameras here, and six, uh, well, two with capture cards. But then that wow. would be four items. That would be ten, eight items. You see, so I can't yeah. use that. So that's yeah. why yeah. I've got to have one <laughs> no, highly no. flexible camera to rule them all. Exactly. Yeah. The Music Tech Micro Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audience, the fantastic Evo Start Recording Bundle, and the Evo 4 and Evo 8 interfaces. Yes, if you're a beginner, you can enter the world of audio recording with the Evo Start Recording Bundle, a professional, powerful, and versatile solution for home recording from studio grade audio brand Audient. This comprises the Evo 4 audio interface, the remarkably robust SR1 large diaphragm condenser mic with shock mount, and a set of the Audient Evo SR2000 monitoring headphones. That's right, featuring loopback and smart gain, the new Evo bundle and compact interfaces make sure you can achieve studio quality recordings from the start. Smart gain means you don't have to worry about setting input levels, making it ideal for music makers who want to spend time creating, not engineering. And loopback lets you record everything you hear through the interface, making it a great fit for home recording rigs, podcasters, streamers, and content creators. Evo Start Recording Bundle is suggested to retail at £199, €220, and $249 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. Uh, we're closing in now and you know there, there is the i've got no sense are there <laughs> yeah and you know we can change some stuff up at the end when when will does the rundown you'll see but um we're on item number four now right okay uh artoria polybrute Ooh. okay nice um uh, and this was difficult actually because i was thinking well what and you know what synth is the one synth that i would have that would kind of get me and I realise that me answering this question is quite loaded because mm. I review yeah. synths, so it might be seen as a kind of some not an endorsement, but as a kind of this is the best synth ever. It's not yeah. necessarily that. It, I reviewed it. I thought it was a really interesting and capable instrument that could do massive mono sounds. I mean, it shook the room. Mm. Great internal effects and some really lovely poly, poly sounds. Only six voices, admittedly, but that should be enough for anybody, really. You know, you don't have to, you know, I can always multi-track it. I just, if I yeah. need more notes in a chord, I'll do that. Um, it's also very performative, uh, which is a, an important thing, which means, you know, I can play it in real time. And 
this is another thing was me thinking ahead. All the controls output MIDI CCs, which means I can map them to all kinds of functions, which means I don't have to have a MIDI controller because I can use this as a MIDI controller for doing other stuff. And the Midas desk as well, the um, you know, with Quite. the faders there, yeah. So I'm gonna be rolling in MIDI control. So <laughs> MIDI is really important to me, the way I work. You know, there are so many ways that it can be used to control stuff uh, that I'm only beginning to explore. I mean, like I use the in this studio here, MIDI controls everything. Mm. Can, you know, it controls can... the camera switching, it controls um all kinds of set controls, you know, lots and lots of stuff. I like the idea of your supervillain house being MIDI controlled. It could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, DMX, like, DMX MIDI lights and... Exactly. Smart, you know. a, a 1980s smart house. <laughs> 1980s smart house, yeah. <laughs> All on MIDI CCs. That's yeah. great. Yeah, if you accidentally play the wrong play the wrong notes or you think you're no. adjusting the cutoff filter. But the garage actually, doors actually, open. Yeah, yeah, the garage doors opening and closing. Oh, the boat's gone. <laughs> You've, you've accidentally yeah. launched your boat into the River Dart when you thought you were actually yeah, uh, or the changing off the torpedoes fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your fishing torpedoes, as I like known. the idea of that. Yeah. Yeah, tell us, um, how how is the, the PWM on the Polybrute for you? It's, it's perfectly adequate. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's multiple. There are multiple sources, and you know I can modulate it in many different ways. I think if I'm honest, though, uh, there are, uh, I'm trying to think there was one with a better PWM, which is, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. That's the thing with reviewing so many synths, mm. it's kind of hard to remember exactly what, what they were. There was, uh, ah, the Hydrosynth. Yeah, ah, Hydrosynth yeah. has great PWM ah, because it's it, yeah. it, it has um, um, the mutators, uh, which you can, you could do some great stuff with those. And I, I could, I suppose, I could have got so, one of those, but I just, I there are more knobs on <laughs> on a uh, on a polybrew, and it's just got that special something, um, just just a little bit more interesting, uh, analog wise, and it's analog. Sure, got to have yeah. something analog, right? Is this the this one? Um, uh, I'm not like on nuisance. I'm not as. Is it that the one with the nice expressive controller built into it as well? Is that the? Yeah, I, it's the it's the. It looks like an expressive e controller, but it, it's not. It's not as as sensitive as theirs, and it doesn't have the same number of axes. But I don't know. I mean, I I could live without that in my life. But actually, I thought that joystick. I could probably map that to control my PTZ. You see, which would make <laughs> a lot of sense. <laughs> just tracking yourself I'm, yeah. I'm being i'm being very practical here and I, this is the thing that i've noticed with the ones that i've listened to yours uh, of your podcast before is people are they're not necessarily thinking totally practically mm. on how everything will have a function i, I don't want to waste any functionality in this because it's got to last me forever right yeah. so i've got to be able to do everything i need to do with it <laughs> i don't want to get to sort of day one and go oh i forgot to you know, I forgot this. I forgot my, my three pin, whatever it was. Or yeah. I forgot that. I know we're getting cable. Do I get internet? You can yeah, have internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get all of that. You're not going to be completely isolated with only the Fisher's okay, friends. So it's fine. Does that mean I can download freeware and kind of utilities and stuff like that? Is that allowed? You can do it, but Will does kind of Mission Impossible down every night from your roof and delete software. So, yeah. you know, it's while it lasts, basically, because Will, Will gets all the gear on. He lowers himself down mm. and, okay. and deletes all, all the right, freeware. Well, I can. <laughs> I think you're going to have trouble getting past my uh, Bond villain type security, but you know we're, I'm, on, I'm up. For Especially with that remote see. control camera, that's going to be coming useful exactly. for that as well, isn't it? You could have a yep. have a get your MIDI controller by your bed to control the cameras. Uh, yeah, yeah, perfect. I'm actually um, a, a gymnast, so 
Um, we'll see. <laughs> oh, we'll see. right. Well, maybe, yeah. That you've, you've got one over on me there. I'm definitely not a gymnast. <laughs> nor have I ever, ever been. Well, we're going to have to do some kind of promo video for the podcast now with you in full leotard gym gear. That's fine. You realise. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Any form of like. <laughs> so, item number five. Moving on swiftly. Uh, okay. Uh, right. I need... To, uh, the, the next. My next two items are software. Uh, and... Mm. I'm going to go back to my video stuff. Uh, it's vMix, which is basically what we use to switch and record everything here. Uh, and, and it streams. So it'll stream, it'll record, it'll also playlist, which means I can edit rudimentary videos because I just record a bit and then put it in a playlist and then play it out. So see, see, it also will work as a video editor, but it allows me to stream and record. So that... Rather than getting a, a proper video editing bit of software, I'm getting this because I figured I can get it to do pretty much whatever I want. Okay. Wow. It would, what would have been an extra tactic here is if you'd have chosen this as your door and then not had able to. No, because it doesn't, it, doesn't have, it doesn't actually have a timeline. Oh, right. Okay. It's not a timeline-based thing. So if I recorded something into it, say an intro, yeah. and then I did another couple of bits and I recorded that, then I'd have to bring those in and put them in a playlist and and adjust the start and end position. I mean, real old school. It's like yeah. the back going back to using Sound Designer 2 and playlisting edits. You know, that's like how old school it would be. But if that's all I got, it's all I got, right? Now, didn't, um, isn't that, didn't Mr. Wazzo make his album in like video editing software, the, for the flat beat, the Analog Worms Attack album? I think that was done in really in like video... I think I interviewed him once and I asked him how he got, um, how he made his like beats so like wonky and like, you know, the sounds. And his answer was because he didn't, he doesn't have any grid. Like, no, you can't snap to grid. It's just a video timeline. So it's all by eye. <laughs> just like wow. looking. That was, yeah. I'm not sure he does that anymore. But like, yeah, I guess, you know, inject some flavor into your music by uh, using video editing software to, to record and. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chris, I, had you heard of VMix before? Because I hadn't. I've, I've not. Heard yeah, of it. I. Oh, you not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, no, I, I think it is it years. is it the Roland thing? No, no, it's oh, uh, something else. It's an Australian bit of software that runs on PC only. Oh right, no, so I, I haven't I heard think... of it. I thought because there was no VMix controllers, so I think actually, you might. Have... In fact, Will. In fact, you're right. I can see what you're doing here, Will. Yeah. And we should have done it before, really. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, just it just feels like it's wrong to mm. do this. So Nick, we don't announce this in the intro, so you don't game the system. But we actually have a new, a new little rule. secret rule on this series, which is rare find. Hmm. That's a rare find. Now, if you choose something that me and Will have never heard of before, you get it for free. Oh, really? But I'm a little mm. bit skeptical. Mm. Well, I think when you're choosing video gear, because we're not video guys. No, I think, but I think that it's it's legit, and I think wow. So, yeah, true. Okay. okay, fine. But that means that Nick gets two items back because I've never heard of that camera either. Have you? Oh, look, I, I don't want to. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, just because I'm, I'm talking about stuff that you don't inhabit the world of, that feels a bit... It's uh, a one and done. You get an extra. You get a bonus. You can't have two. Okay. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think... I think that's that's good as well because uh, I, I want to hear it throws something in there because I've I've because I've considered this quite carefully. There's no surprises. I'm not going to change my mind. And like, let's go. Shall I? Well, shall I go to number six or do I have to come up with my uh, my bonus bit now? No, come up. Do number six and then so you got VMix for free and you get a bonus item. But okay. we'll do number six and then we'll we'll, we'll see what what you got. Right, uh, I'm going to have uh, VCV rack. Oh, nice, nice choice actually because. 
I figured I'd need some, you know, expansion to my synthesis and my modular stuff. And it comes. Are you going for bundle? <laughs> I feel like this is. It feels like a bundle. I mean, it's basically it's modular. It's digital modular, right? I mean, it's okay. Virtual what about modular. when you download it? I mean, it's sort of like buying. It's sort of like buying the the power supply and case for a physical modular. <laughs> That's one item. Tell us about why. Okay, try, try, you can try and convince us now. We'll we'll let you. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Come on. All right. Uh, well, it's free, uh, and it comes as standard, shall we say, un uh, uh, un kind of uh, expanded with a whole bunch of modules, and that basically means that uh, I can patch and do you know more interesting synthesis techniques and more interesting synthesizer stuff without having to um, have the hardware. I mean, you've got Live Suite, though, haven't you? Um, so, I mean, you could use Max for Live to do some of this stuff. How are you on that kind of side of things? I suppose I could probably figure it out, but... <laughs> I don't want to. I want to use VCV crack, crack with Chris. <laughs> I don't want to figure it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I suppose... Let me... I, could, I might have to look this up and see what it comes with, because I think you might be right. I hadn't actually considered that, and I think by the, the, the rules, that's... I mean... Would uh, does is is this the kind of thing that still works with? Could you output um, control voltage from the Midas? Will it will it do that? You know, no, from you can't VC? output. I don't think it's got um, control voltage, but it doesn't yeah. need to have control voltage. It just has to have MIDI because uh, hmm. I mean, I guess I could. So what? Uh, so let me see what I think happens. Technically, what does it say when you download it, I you know I I can't see what it VCV. I don't know what it comes with. I should have done should have yeah. done me research. I'm well, hoisted. Do you know what? There is, there might be a small get out here, um, because we did allow. Who did we allow to have a modular system? We said it's one. You can have a Moog if it's somebody's. Was it? I uh, well, yes, I heard that one. That was the one that's yeah. uh, somebody. I mean, basically it's, said they it's, wanted. Yeah, it's I think. fair. Let's. It, I mean, yeah, it's VCV rack. Fine. I mean, it's a wow. It's, it's, I mean, you, yeah. There's, there's a lot of rules being bent today. We're, we're in a very good mood. Don't feel, I don't feel like I, I should be getting any special treatment. You know, I, I, You're not, I'm Nick. desperately thinking what the hell I would do instead. And I'll have to think about that for a little because that means I've got to replace two of my items, which is quite difficult. Let's talk about your bonus item. So we'll, we'll, we, you've got the video software free because we've never heard of that, vMix. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds pretty cool. Um, for anybody wanting to stream, it sounds like something they should definitely check out. Um, how much is VMix? Is it free? Is it or is that um, no? No, it's okay. So it, it's it's a serious bit of kit. Okay. So it is Dream Studio stuff as well. It's yeah. Um. So let's let's talk about the bonus item, Nick. I mean, one synth will be a surprise to a lot of people. I mean, you've got, I mean, VCV is a synth as well, but you know what I mean. No, no vintage. You wouldn't get. I mean, what's been what's been one of your all time favorites, or what's what don't you have in your collection? It just doesn't have to be your bonus item. But. It's, I, yeah, I, I suppose the thing is, is I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I've got tons of synths. You know, I've got synths that I've had since I started, uh, you know, doing this thing. I've, I, I've got synths that I had when I started remixing. You know, I think mm-hmm. I've got a, like a Monopoly. I've got a CS15. I haven't got any really big kind of flag. I've, well, I've got a Jupiter Six. I suppose that's a big flagship thing. Which one would you run in and grab if, if, if it was on fire? Uh, probably the Jupiter Six because it's most valuable and it's a it's you know 
it would it, it would feed me <laughs> for a bit <laughs> if my house had burnt down. Sorry, that was a bit negative. Uh, <laughs> nothing has to burn down here. If you've accidentally torpedoed Sorry, your well. lair, then you you run in and grab the Jupiter Six. I think so. Uh, that's the, I mean, that's my that's my most sort of single most impressive synthesizer I've got item-wise. I mean, you know, there's loads of stuff here that's lying around that's just kind of, you know, going to be sent back and, you know, unboxed or whatever. I mean, there's that. But as someone who reviews synthesizers, I don't generally buy them, you know, because I've always got something that I'm playing around with. There mm. are synths that I reach for mm. because they have... They're, they're more immediate and they just sort of do something that I really like. You know, there's the uh, the Dreadbox stuff. Everybody knows I'm a big fan of that stuff. I think the Erebus Mark II is amazing. It's just one of those things when you mm. just play the oscillators to people and they go, my God, is that? And, you know, when you can hear a synth that's just got an oscillator that makes you go, good grief, that sounds amazing. You know, and you're not mm -hmm. doing anything else. Then, you know, you're starting with a pretty good thing. Is there anything you've sold over the years that you, you regret? I did... Uh, I did actually have the MS, uh, what did I have? I had uh, an MS-50 and an SQ-10, and I've got an MS-20, so I had the full set. I didn't have the vocoder, nice. and I swapped the SQ-10 hmm. and the MS-50 uh, for the Jupiter wow. 6. Okay, so not too bad a trade. It wasn't like... I'm told that the Jeep, the ms50 is you know highly sought after and rare but to be honest it sounded pants to me it just it, it was really difficult to use it didn't really have that much of a sound that i thought it yeah so but i was worried it was going to be one of those stories that sometimes people tell where they've they've traded that for something newfangled technology of the era like oh i traded it for a i you know what i haven't i haven't i mean because i i've 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 been fortunate enough to hang on to most of my synths, you know, but I mean, I didn't have an enormous amount of them. You know, when you're remixing, which is what I was doing, you know, it was a working studio. Most of the stuff that I bought that I moved on was things that provided lots of voices, things like JV 1080s, you know, so it's like, I've got my synth that does the bass sound and a wiggly acid line. Mm. Uh, but I haven't got something that will play two electric pianos yeah. and a string pad, you know. So those are the things that gen would tend to be more transient because they're, they're also very much tied to the sound of the moment. You know, analog can be, you know, is a bit is a bit less mercurial. You know, it's a, it's mm -hmm. a forever kind of sound, in you know, mm -hmm. my opinion. You can use it for lots of things. But the stuff that is, you know, the latest technology, your, your, your Corgo 1W, which I've actually still got, but I lent it to. What happens is I tend to lend my old instruments to uh, kids of friends of mine. If they go, oh, I'm, my daughter wants to be in a band, I go, well, borrow this for a while, you know, so. Here's a JV 1080. Here's a JV 1080, yeah. <laughs> They're probably back Good in, luck. to be honest. Good yeah. luck with the band. Yeah, I didn't do that. I sold the 1080, actually. I did sell the 1080. And, you know, samplers, move those on because you don't need them anymore. So I've only really bought and sold that kind of stuff. So S1000s, S900. I wish I'd kept an S900 handy because they just got something about them. And I think I would have liked to have kept a Mirage because they just have a sound that is really quite unique. Hmm. And it reminds me of those early days of being sort of thrilled by the concept of sampling because that's what I had. Okay. Um, but, Christ, they were so difficult to use. I mean, hexadecimal, yeah, a, a three-character hexadecimal display for, oh, for editing beauty. and dealing with samples. Not, 
Yeah, effect. back when you had to be a real musician, when you had to program synths like that and samplers. And... <laughs> oh, I, do, I, I don't think that's, that washes. I mean, what that means is you had to be, what you had to be is just desperate to get something good out of it. You know, you just like, oh, I've got to, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And I suppose there's, a, there's something to be said for having to work a little bit harder. Um, but then, you know, it's a bit like sort of having to mm. climb a fence to get in. You know, it's just like, well, you could just open the door <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, why don't you just make it easy? You know, there's no need. You don't have to. You don't have to drive around the whole of the UK in the back of a transit van for ten years to qualify for being yeah. any good. Yeah, you know, that's fair. That's good. So that I guess that. So what's the bonus item going to be, Nick? What's uh, like going through that long, that long list of history? I mean, it doesn't have to be one of those, but I mean, I thought it had to be not since. Yeah. I thought it had to be something. Um, no, no, totally unrelated. This is, this is to for your for your free for the VMix. Because we got VMix for free, so you get oh, the, you get an additional before we get to luxury oh, item. Oh, okay, right. I I'm torn between a proper video editing piece of mm. software. This uh, is going to be one of those podcasts that never ends, will because uh, Nick's going to keep choosing video bits that we've never heard of, get it for free, and then get another one no, until he's uh, basically well, got the actually, BBC. That's a, that's he's going he's going to have like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> broadcasting house in, in, in on the River Dart. I'll have broadcasting house. Yeah, <laughs> done. I'm going actually. Nice. Sorry, I'm going to go for a piano. Nice. Yes, I'm going to have a piano. Uh, I don't care really. I mean, I'm not a big piano aficionado. One of those massively expensive Yamaha Grands or a Steinway. I think the Yamahas have got a sort of uh, the, what is it? The C3 or what's the the one that's really think it, beautiful? Think I'll go for one of them. Yep. Big. Big Yamaha grand piano. An actual Yamaha, not not a Bosendorfer, because they own Bosendorfer as well, don't they? Sounds good. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, well, Bosendorfers are okay. a bit more dusty sounding, from what I remember. That's Bosendorfer's a bit more sort of old kind of jazz vibe, from what I recall. I mean, I'm and I'm uh, yeah. I'm, there's going to be people screaming at the podcast, going, "You know, nothing." Yeah, I about don't know anything about them. You'd be right because well. I really don't know much about pianos. Um. But I'd like a, a, a really nice piano because you could do a load of stuff with that. And if I've got a Sphere L22, yep. I can mic it up properly. Um, so, yeah, I'll go for a, a really nice piano. What are they called? The, the, Yamaha, the mm -hmm. big Yamaha, the one that everybody samples. And Yamaha. Is it, is it a C? It's a CX. C3. It is a, a C3. C3 okay. grand pianos. C3. Yeah. C3X. Okay. I'm looking here at an interest-free credit deal on a Yamaha. That was my random search there. The piano oh. shop. Oh, it's actually the piano shop in Bath. They've got a Yamaha C3. Oh, that's nice. They're not that expensive. Only 100 or so. Grand. Going well. Do you want to upsell your dreams? Do something even bigger and better and more expensive, which would be the slightly larger C5. Ooh, what's that? I've never heard that before. Which has... Uh, 14 centimetres of extra width to it, or depth. I'm not entirely sure what the measurement is exactly. <laughs> it is it's 30 kilograms heavier, I can tell you that. Girth. I think they measure it in girth with pianos, don't they? Girth. <laughs> it's just bigger. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> A nice, big, girthy piano. That was excellent on-the-spot research there, Will. I must say, that's quick. Oh, no, that's all in his head, Nick. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it for the listeners. This is this is why he's on the show. It's, it's all in his head. He's a he's a vault of knowledge. So, Will, I think it's time for you mm. to do the rundown, set the scene, and then uh, Nick can hear hear what he's got, and then we've got an opportunity for any changes. 
or we go on to the luxury item. So run us through it, Will. We're on the River Dart in Devon in a luxury boathouse twixt Dittersham and Dartmouth with a launch pad for your motorboat. Inside, it's homely but functional. Your computer is a PC with the biggest graphics card available, all the RAM and a very, very fast central processing unit. Your DAW is Ableton Live 11 Suite. Your audio interface, in possibly the best manoeuvring of the rules we've ever seen, is a Midas M32 desk. Still slightly unhappy about that, but we'll go with it. You're monitoring, uh, you're going with a pair of ATC SEM50 ASL Pros. Your microphone is a Townsend Labs Sphere L22, another very good almost bundle. You have a PTZ 4K robotic camera from Panasonic, the AWUE150. Very memorable name, that. Yeah, for, catchy. So catchy. Um, for since you've gone for the Arturia Polybrute, which is a very good choice indeed. Um, your freebie was vMix, the video streaming and editing software. That is your rare find. You've also gone for software, the VCV rack, but you can only have the basic edition. That's fine. That's 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 okay? Okay, fine. We'll allow it. And then your your bonus item for for fooling us is the Yamaha Grand C5X piano. In piano black, I assume. I think so. And there might be some sort of more exotic finish I could go for. I don't know. I quite fancy something like, you know, how could I have it spray painted in a kind of Lichtenstein, Roy Lichtenstein uh, kind of uh, look? Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. Done. That would be nice. It's written down. Yeah. It's, it's going on the order form. It should be a Steinway if it's got Lichtenstein, but I, I'm, I'm prepared to, you know, just go with the uh, the fact that they don't. A Lichtensteinway. Was there some kind of onomatopoeic pow <laughs> on top or something do you think how do you think that would work for you as a studio then nick uh, i think it would be uh it would be challenging because uh there would be only a couple of well i suppose there are three sounds so i could do a lot of great ambient piano music with massive drones on the poly and and then so I I wouldn't have to put my I so I'd have my sustain my foot on the sustain pedal permanently <laughs> of the piano. I'd have uh the 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 polybrute in hold. I'd have some uh-huh. sort of wittering going on on VCV rack uh which I would be sequencing and and then I would also be able to um run stream it all live and run a massive frozen reverb on uh on well I know I could actually run eight frozen reverbs on the um yeah, on on the X thirty two M thirty two because the thing is, is there's a quantum room simulator uh, um, algorithm in the X thirty two, and the QRS was an antique digital Australian unit that was used very much in uh, by Peter Gabriel uh, in Passion Sources, Passion with the soundtrack uh, with Passion of Christ, which was a, mm. a very uh, groundbreaking um, soundtrack at the time, and they used to use that because it had a freeze function, and the freeze function is also in the QRS that they did on the uh, algorithm in the X32 or the M32, and so you can put in these enormous reverbs and then just hold them there. I mean, most most stuff has it now, but back when the the M thirty two came out, many reverbs didn't have the freeze function. Software now, people are doing it all the time. You know, it's starting to show up a lot more. But actually, back then, it wasn't. Uh, which software is it in? I've I've not seen any. I mean, that it's not. It's it's just in the X thirty two operating system, and it's in the M. It's in the Behringer XR eighty. Any of the Behringer mm. uh, family of digital mixers, so the X variety or the M variety. 
uh, have this algorithm available as an effect. I think you can also freeze the reverb in the new hybrid reverb in Ableton. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. And what about third-party plugins? Well, which which is a, a, any ones that freeze? I've not seen it in any. I mean, I yeah, there's. Uh, they do it, I think I think they do it in. Uh, doesn't Valhalla do it? Or one of the one of the one of those guys does it. Um, oh, we've got our very. In fact, we do. We've got. There's definitely one in 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 um, in Ableton because we did some racks uh, freeze freeze machines we did you know we did these little downloads that you could that did for able to live which have a freeze in them and you can if you do it right what you could do is use it almost like a sound on sound so you start with one note and then you tip a bit more into the reverb and you can create these big sort of chords and we do a whole series of those there's like five of them with a, a little synth at the beginning and then the frozen reverb and ah. some filtering and distortion and stuff very frozen cool. reverb just sounds cool anyway doesn't it it does i mean and it is cool i mean it's very much you know, it's it's not for everybody, and it's become a bit of a cliche. But hey, you know, nothing wrong. If I'm a if I'm a villain cliche, I can be a a, a doorless jammer ambient <laughs> cliche as well. Why not? I like my reverb frozen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not, <laughs> Lovely. Not stirred. Okay, so no no changes. You're happy with that? I think I am. Okay. Yeah, I think I am happy with that. So now it comes to uh, the the luxury item. Uh, non not a piece of gear, um, but something that you would you'd like to have in the studio. Um, or that you know you've always taken to a studio. I I what I really fancy is one of those you know those in in uh, um in sort of Tokyo and highly sort of uh and LA I think they do them as well is that one of those pools that is basically like the size of um an inspection pit in a garage and it's just got a jet of water that you fire down and you swim <laughs> against it you know it's like a swimming practice place and you swim. <laughs> So I just jump in there, do a few lengths, but I'm not have to actually swim up and down. It's very small. It's like swimming against the current in a in a box. It sounds like there could be some really terrible accidents that could happen in that. If somebody turned it up loud, you could be, you know, too powerfully, you could be pressed against the wall and, and come to a horrible end. But I, I've always fancied one of those. And I don't ask me why. I'm not a very keen swimmer. I just thought, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm not a keen swimmer. I'm I used getting to, into this this pit with water I getting fired. Be, I used you. to swim a lot. <laughs> it sounds terrifying. Oh, well, that that is an original answer. I like the idea of just outside the through the window of the control room. You just got this this garage inspection pit full of water. I don't know what they call them. Well, you you can help me out. I'm sure you yeah. must have in your yeah. visit to the the, the palatial offices yeah. and and uh, studios of the rich and famous. Yeah. You must have seen one of these somewhere. It's course, called yeah, an endless swimming machine, and you That's can get one. It's made by Endless Pools. Oh, there's the Swimfinity Endless, endless pool. pool as well. We've got options here. See, I oops, <laughs> I didn't. Re- so come with a jingle. Fantastic. I don't, I, yeah. To be honest, I didn't research it very much. I just thought, yeah, I've seen one of those, whatever those are. Swimfinity. I mean, it's, it it's to, nice. Swimfinity sounds got, yeah. yeah, it's got a thing. Swimfinity, goes with yeah. the frozen reverb, doesn't it? It does, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's it, I like the idea of you just endlessly swimming against it next to the, the River Dart as well. And all, all of Yeah, all, well, I wouldn't want to go in there. God, it's probably full of diesel oil. <laughs> nuclear waste <laughs> you chose to live there mate <laughs> yeah but I, it looks nice i don't necessarily want to be live in the river i want to live by the river fair okay fire that's nice <laughs> so swimfinity pool like um 
I don't know. I mean, if, if anybody places bets on the podcast, if anybody got that uh, for Nick Bat's luxury item, <laughs> I'll be really surprised. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Nick, for joining us and telling us your choices. Um, much coming up for you. I know it's pandemic time, but you're still doing your thing over on sonicstate.com. Uh, what about music and that other stuff? Well, uh, less music. It's funny, it goes in phases, doesn't it? You know, it's sort of quite often where I get my creativity is, you know, at the end of a review, I might have a riff or something that I'll just noodle around with and it leads to, you know, maybe a Friday jam or whatever. What? Mm. But I'm not feeling like creativity oozing out of my body uh, during this particular period of time. I think it ebbs and flows, doesn't it? Now that things feel a little more positive, perhaps I'll be uh, become really prolific but i don't see why i would break the habit of a lifetime to be honest (laughs) excellent well thanks thanks again for joining us uh it's been absolutely fantastic for you having you on so uh yeah we'll see you again soon hopefully for a pint in real life yeah imagine that absolutely yeah lovely stuff thank you nick thank you very much well 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 (laughs) thank you nick bat I mean, well, who could have predicted a video-heavy, Bond villain-esque space for his forever studio? (laughs) Mad. Yeah, that Swimfinity pool was quite the curveball, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I think we all were just, like, imagining Nick swimming against the tide endlessly. (laughs) Outside the river dart. But, yeah, love it. Love it. Anyway, all that's left to say is if you're a fan of the My Forever Studio podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favourite podcasting app. Yes, and be sure to give us a five-star rating. We do read every review. And if you want to contact us or make suggestions for guests, email us at editors at musictech.net. Definitely, definitely do. Anyway, on the show next week, we have electronic music producer, composer and DJ legend, Mr. King Britt. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, Chris. Yeah, me too. It's going to be excellent. So we will see you next time for more adventures into Studio Foreverdom. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>